say that. Like, that's just the one of the milk. Here we go. Apparently we're recording. Okay, and welcome to The Hot Flush, the premier podcast for the perimenopausal. You're joined by your host, Mrs. Woog, and my friend, (gasps) Mrs. Berry. Hello to you. How are you, Weezy? I'm so much better than last week. I started out on Monday. Um, We bought a new car. So that was Monday. So that was was fun. Um, Her name is LaToya Toyota Jackson. She's sassy. Um, And we got rid of the shit rattle bucket, which was a Subaru X something. Oh, it was the worst car. So now we've got a lovely car. And um, so that was exciting news for us this week. I also ate a cheeseburger, which is always, always a highlight for me. Always a highlight. Yes. Sneaky cheese. So uh, Jess was actually working this afternoon at um at the Golden Arches, and so there may be a sneaky cheeseburger in my uh, on my horizon. That's all I need. It's the, it's the premier product from McDonald's. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, well, I had a week that can just basically get in the bin. It was. <laughs> It was diabolical. Oh, you were on your period too, weren't you? Yeah, like 46-day cycle. That was nice. And it was seriously like that, however many that is late from – so it was almost 20 days late, right? Um, And uh, it's almost like it decided to just just make up for it in hormonal sort of just surges and peaks and troughs and uh, just – but then it was in terms of – what it produced was like, what, what are you doing? Like it, it was like it was all pouring out of me in emotion and despair. And and as for the actual exiting things of my body, it, that was almost like an afterthought. <laughs> but you have, I was, oh, it was just, I had a day, I think it was Tuesday, and I had, that's when it, I think that was day two. It's always the worst day. And there's a couple of people uh, there's a couple of family members who I'm trying to, um, you know, just distance myself from, and I have blocked their numbers, but somehow one of them, there was a voicemail from one of them, and Rob was saying that you actually need to block the number with your um, with your um, provider as well. So that was just a real shock. It felt like a little – it felt really um, – invasive or you, you know like you're just listening to your voicemails which I hate like oh, I hate who leaves voicemails and the only reason I have it is for work so anyone who isn't work related who leaves me a voicemail is just like oh, who are you and so that just it felt really violated that they you want to up. just circle back and vaguely outline what had happened uh it, it just reached a point in the relationship where I was done. I was done in doing everything to meet their needs and yet they just, it was never enough. Yeah. And it just got exhausting and it was a relationship based on guilt and obligation and I just went, yeah. I don't need those anymore. No, we're big girls now we, we, and you have to do that. Um, those relationships <laughs> suck the life out of you as well and yeah. you give nothing back. And you've and got I to ask yourself, like, what am I losing by by just giving us a bit of a wide berth for a while. It's so healthy to have boundaries with those people. 
Yeah, and I think one of the things, when you hear stories about that where someone just, you know, a family member just stops communicating with another, you sort of go, God, how could they do that? No, no, no. no, no." And you kind of think that they've just, it's just been some sort of arctic, you know, divide. But I probably still think about it every day. Yeah, of course there's a a corner of your mind that thinks that. And so it's not, it's actually not easy, but it's better. For me, like it's it, health-wise, for me, it was the right thing to do. So, what was I, the message? Oh, I didn't even. Uh, all I heard was the. I don't know if you want to hear from me, which kind of answered their own question, and then I just hit delete. Yeah. And then um, Oscar has had two nocturnal seizures within the last week. Okay. And then, um, and then he also had another sort of just personal toileting accident and then um it just it just oh my god and then the period thing my oven completely broke like so it had it had three quarters broken and it just was finally it was just working on one setting and then on tuesday it just went no nah. <laughs> so i had the two things with two things with oscar and then the, the phone the voicemail and then my oven broke and then there was something there was something else as well and then it was just like what the, and that was just tuesday and then every day was like that and they weren't catastrophic things although my oven breaking is catastrophic i was going to say that's pretty bad for you um, and then you know how you always imagine in your head like when something like that happens and then oh, i'm going to get my i'm going to do it my way and i'm going to have my dream kitchen and i'm going to you know because of course the oven was of a size that doesn't I think we talked about this last week. And, um, yeah, so then it became it this became this whole thing of, like, do we redo the kitchen, which is, like, 20 years old, or do we just do that little length of bench where the oven is and, you know, then there's a set of cabinets. That, you know, and this sort of stuff. And you know what? I live in my kitchen and I just, I just don't care. I just want a working oven. Yeah. And so I have enlisted the help of Mrs Cork, my, you know, one of my besties and um, who does things like, I don't know, she's like one of those people that can have a piece of string and four sheets of cardboard and suddenly you'll have like, I don't know, uh, like a, a mobile photo reception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. She's just like, oh, I just made this seat storage cupboard thing for this weird space in the house that wasn't getting really used properly. It's like, what? And it was a full cabinet thing with the lifting up lid and then she made the cushion that sound. I'm like, oh, my, she's like a MacGyver of domestic, like, house. She's a person to know. She's tireless and and so inspiring, but inspiring in a way of, like, that's amazing, I'd never do that. (laughs) So I pinged her. I went, I will pay you to just fix this, to just tell me what we have to do, to just do this one little section. And, like... Seriously, Big fan of throwing some money at the problem. Big fan. And seriously, within like, it felt like it was like four minutes later, she pinged me back with like two scale plant, like, you know, drawings of that little space and the cabinet, like the, the cabinet carcass thing that we'd need to get from Ikea and this is the bench top we could use and no, no, no. And I'm like, oh, my God, you are just, I just seriously. Magnificent work. Yeah. So that was, um, so the, 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 the oven was catastrophic. I do probably get a little teary every day when I go to just get some butter out of the fridge to bake, you know, to just go, oh, I'll just make that. And then I go, 
oh, it's so like when's the, when's this all going down? Has it got a date? <sighs> so, so Marina and I and Rob are heading to IKEA on Monday uh, just to do the actual, you know. Oh look at the bit things and then uh the boys um are all going to take out that little section a little bit of gentle as i've called it demolishing work oh, Jesus. <laughs> and then um the new oven is coming on tuesday week awesome just be careful of that testosterone and a sledgehammer combination oh yeah i know right I'm yeah just- it's just because, of course, they're just – that's exactly what they're like. They're like, can we smash it? And I'm like, oh, We lost a guinea pig hutch that way once. Oh. <laughs> so did cross-communication. You, did, you lose, did you lose the guinea pig? No, no, no. They were just a bit shocked. <laughs> because I said smash that up and put it in the skip, and the young man thought I meant the guinea pig hutch. Oh, oh. Um, so yes by yesterday I sort of got to the end of the end of the day and I suddenly was in the kitchen and I looked down and I I don't even recall doing it that I'd got the two glasses that Rob and I have a gin and tonic in and the the board to cut the lime and some cheese and I just got it all out in just the space of about four minutes of like okay that's work for the day oh look here's just oh look look what we have here Look at this survival package. Yeah. So I decided I had to look at things that were good. Yes. So getting Marina on board, fabulous, because it actually means something's going to happen. The stove, the oven is bought, like it's been purchased. It's a Bosch. It's a freestanding and it's a 90 centimetre. So I'm a, I am a bit excited about that. Um, our back veranda that Rob really instigated the cleaning up and organising of is now schmick. And we just sit out there. We just eat out there every night. And sometimes even we have lunch, like, during the day and we'll all – and it's just been transformative for this family. So that was a good thing. But are you are you fit, ready for the boys to go back to school? Oh, I, oh, that was the other thing that happened on Tuesday. <laughs> Lost my shit. But in a very calm way, in a way of, you know, I am angry but I'm also disappointed. And, like, Rob and I did the full, like – did the full standing there just going you guys haven't stepped up like we have tried to do this in a collaborative way and we're you know and you're just not even meeting us halfway and so if you do not if things do not change this week you will not just be going the one day a week you will be going back and I would like to say that there was a complete turnaround in uh, behavior but you know not really to mine today, um, you know, they're sort of ones with year 11s and year 9. And I sort of talked about the future and what they might want to do and because um, we're looking for a house maybe down the track um, up up on the northern beaches up your way. Um, at one today, which was nice but not suitable. Um, and I just said to them, dudes, like when I was your age, I I would, oh, it's the first thing I could do was get out of home because they're talking about living at home like during their uni and then during their job and saving money. And I'm like, I can't do 10 more years of this. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear Actually, no, that's not true. I actually love having them around, but it's this, it, it's the it's the 24-7 of it. That's the thing that I think is just 
you know, because normally we all get a break from each other for a couple of hours a day. And I've been um, very quick to boil over. Um, yeah. And I was in the car with Mr. Wu today and the boys were in the car and I said, and then he said to me, he goes, do you think any of this might be, you might be contributing to? I was like, oh, well, hooray. And then yeah. I went, yeah, yeah, I think I am. <laughs> it's really good to be able to reflect on your own behaviour and go, like, these kids are doing it tough and they're, like, either loving each other or physically trying to kill it. They were just playing a game. Whereas if you got out, you had to stand in front of a brick wall while the other one served at you. Oh, and they can play tennis. Like, those two are good tennis players. Yeah, and they it's not, you know. One yeah. round of each of that torture. They okay, go, no, it's fun, it's fun. I'm like, it's not fun. <laughs> if someone gets that in the eye, you're not yeah. fun. Funny. Does it end in tears? If it ends in tears, it's not fun. That's mine, Oscar. Thank you. Um, yeah, and this is the thing, right, you know, our guys, they've all got it. They don't have it tough. They have it so easy. The families at the moment who, you know, who are doing this, like what we're doing, but both parents have lost their jobs. I know. And they have one computer between four kids or just they don't have a computer. Like the, our guys have no concept of what this could be like. It's the, the entitlement. Yeah. But do you know what? I was talking to – I saw my shrink on Monday and we were talking about this, about how you and I were just – in our last potty we're just going, it's the entitlement that's just the rage-inducing. And he said, yeah, because they're teenagers. Because that's the teenage brain. It hasn't developed yet to the understanding of, like, you know, just thoughtfulness and consideration. Can I um, lend you an observation of mine? Um, the teenagers, uh, they, they're sort of channeling toddlers at the moment. Yes. So yes. when they come and say, can I have this? And you go, no, you've just had a Big yes. Mac. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Everything has a yeah on the end of it. Oh, bruh. Why, bruh? And um, it's just like, can you not just, like, let let that be the end of it? No, it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> so I Harry goes back on Monday and Jack goes back on Friday. Right. I've got, I've got Grovy on Monday and Jasper goes on Thursday, Thursday, I think. And they're doing four classes. They're doing two-hour blocks of four classes. No, no, they must be one hour. They must, no. Oh, I can't remember. I love a game for our teachers. My God. I know. I know. Is that an Ubercade around your neck? Yes. Is that the gum nut? Is it a gum nut? It's so beautiful. How is that? So lucky. Yeah. Yes. Things for me. She what? You used to bake things for me, and that's all dried up since COVID. I know. Do you know? Technically, we probably could have done, and we probably could have seen each other today. I just worry about Oscar. I just worry I about Oscar. Like, I know. and listeners, when we got our new car, I put it up on um, Instagram, <laughs> and Oscar was beside. <laughs> Hi, darling. Hello. <laughs> And I wanted to drive it over and take Oscar for a drive, but we can't. So um, we, Mr. Wig and I took him on a virtual tour of the car <laughs> and took him for a drive around the streets. And every day he's asking me how the car is. See car. 
Yeah. As soon as we can come over, darling, we take you for a ride. You like that? Yeah. 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 He is so bored out of his brain. My God. We are the dullest people in the universe as far as Oscar is concerned. Mm-hmm. And it's like so difficult. And well, he's a social butterfly, and they're copying it the worst, I think. Yeah, yeah. And you know, he used to be, you know, on the weekends, he used to go by mum going on bus, and then that would be at like nine o'clock in the morning, and he'd come home at like, I don't know, 5 30. Yes, he needs to be out and about, that one. Out and about. Out and about? God, the most out and about I've been is to Woolworths. Um, there was something I was going to say to you. Like, remember last week that the highlight of my week was uh, <laughs> that I bought pajamas at Kmart and a new plant stand. <laughs> oh, the world went nuts for that. I think you influenced quite a few people to go and get the pajamas. Yeah, some new PJs. Um, this week I, I just nothing. I got nothing for you. the other thing that was a big the whole family had been building up to it we'd all decided we were we bought a fire pit yeah because we're like this is gonna we i'd wanted one for forever and i thought this is the time when we're all stuck here and it's getting cold and you know blah blah and we'd all worked together and chosen one that that everyone liked and the company rang me on monday and said can we deliver it on friday does that suit you and i went oh that's perfect and I was actually catching up with Mrs. Cork and Mrs. Yateman that night and I pinged them and I went, I haven't seen them since February. And I was like, can't do it. We've got this big family night, the barbecue, you know, the fire pit's coming. Um, and then I got a piece of um, this amazing piece of brisket from my friend um, Sarah and her husband Jamie, whose family have got farm and so it's an Angus beef piece of brisket. And, oh, my God, planned this whole thing. And then um, yesterday morning I got the note, you know, the ping saying, it's in transit, it's on its way. And I knew that it had left Botany and it was with TNT. And at 4 o'clock I'm like, where the fuck is it? And Oscar, seriously, he almost wore a groove in the floor just coming in and out of the house to out the front to see if the truck was coming. So I rang them at 4, you know, with the tracking number and just got this, you know, uh, uh, you know, out. Uh, what's it called, like just an automated voice message saying, this delivery has been held up. It, <gasps> it could be delayed for up to one working business day. And so it didn't come. The whole family, like we were all just gutted. <laughs> and I'm like, they didn't ring. They didn't do anything. They didn't say, they didn't, like there was no, we're sorry, it's the drivers, you know, there's been an accident or the truck broke down or, you know, nothing. They just didn't show up. And then to, on the TNT line, then it gives you no option to then actually talk to someone and go, what the fuck, dude? So the whole family was very crestfallen. We still had the brisket, which was beautiful. We still had a lovely dinner together, but it was like, oh. And you gave up your I did the whole Pollyanna thing of just going to everyone. But, look, like we've had like this, you know, late burst of gorgeous warm weather, so it's probably good that it will arrive next week and when the cold weather comes back. And But meanwhile it's like, oh, because what better way to occupy four boys than fire? I'm just thinking now I'm getting one. Yeah, get one. Except probably knowing me I'll start a bushfire where I live. (laughs) 
Well, the boys keep saying, looking at where we're going to put it, and there's this gorgeous ornamental pear, like weeping sort of ornamental pear, and they're like, what about the tree? <laughs> I'm just like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'll tell you what's getting quite a workout at my house is my Breville Jaffle maker. Oh. How many loaves of bread are you going through at the moment? Oh, it's I'm doing most of that because yeah. I'm not carb loading because I'm due on Monday. <laughs> um, but anything slathered in butter, cheese, bacon, ham, like roast beef, sourdough roll, like I'm just chomping, chomping. Hey, did you see that thing that everyone lost their shit over about Adele losing all that weight? Did you yes, see that? I did. I tried not to read very much of it because I could feel the rage, you know, eating starting. But, yeah, I just think, like, who are we to? I know. Like, it's not, none of our business. No. But it really fired up the internet this week and I just looked at everyone and thought, back off, everyone. Like, let her be. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what. She might have had surgery. She might have, you know, had a scare. She might have, like, yeah. She might have just felt like losing weight. Yeah, she, she's magnificent at any size. She's an absolute goddess. And fuck off, that's what I say to that. That's what I say to that. Although, mind you... I um you you know when you put up your picture this morning of you you in your in styling news jeans yeah you are you you've lost a lot I don't understand how you're carb loading and you're still like you look fantastic oh thanks I actually haven't lost any since being on Corona lockdown I haven't lost a rather and I should have put on because I've been doing nothing I know yeah. But I, I, have, I have changed my eating habits slightly to include more fruit and vegetables. And I, did, I did see that. I did see that you were backing away from the processed and moving yeah. forward with the produce. Yes, which my <laughs> intestines and butthole thank me for. <laughs> well, you will be pleased to know that my green juice campaign is still continuing. Oh, good. I now have the uh, so a friend of a friend of mine has rheumatoid arthritis and he said to me, "Can I give you my my little rate my little routine that really helps?" and and I said to him, "If it involves crystals or essential oils, then I'm not interested." <laughs> and he came back. He goes, "No, but it does involve supplements. So if you're on board." So anyway, he do you remember like it was probably about God ten maybe even longer years ago when that vital greens powder came out and you would mix this vital greens and it was like it had this catch cry of every you know vitamin and mineral in in greens that you need like in a in a cup like you it's a powder and you mix it into water or juice and anyway and i always saw that and went oh i could never like how would you drink that that's just gross and he was like okay you you have that and then um, glucosamine and um, MSM and – which I don't really know what the MSN is because I do glucosamine and chondroitin, so I'm not sure what that is, um, and curcumin, which is the turmeric-based thing, right? And he said two of the tablets each and the vital greens and every morning. And I was like, okay, okay. So I've now been doing it for about three – probably about two and a half weeks, and within – Three days, my pain in my fingers had dropped by probably about 70%. Are you using our platform to launch a, a multi 
layering marketing business, Kim? <laughs> I am a wellness warrior. <laughs> no, I can't because it's a bloody, you know, just buy it at your chemist. Um, but, like, there's a thing when you are getting arthritis, my mum taught me this, right, where you have to touch your thumb to your pinky like oh, that, that thumb to your pinky and then stretch your hand out, thumb to the next finger, stretch your hand out, thumb to your middle finger, stretch your hand out, thumb to your pointer, stretch it out. And you just keep doing that as often as you can to just keep joint mobility and stuff. And when I... You are so sexy. I know, right? Like, seriously, I don't know I don't know how Rob just ever keeps his hands off me, even though he never does. So that's okay. <laughs> um, look, it's like jazz hands. It's like jazz hands but with purpose. Look at that. Jazz hands for old people. Jazz hands for old people. Um, and when I first started, my the, the pain in my thumb joint, and, well, in both, nearly all of them, was such that I could hardly get my thumb to my pinky. So if anyone, or to all our listeners, imagine, like, if you put your thumb to your pinky in it, like, and think of what that is, and I could barely do it. And now I'm sort of, so that's working quite well. Thank you for asking. But, yes, I think you put up the other night what you take, like what you take in the morning or your little pile of tablets. More crabby, more Maggie. <laughs> what was that? Less Stabby Lexapro, um, less Crabby, Evening Primrose Oil, and more Maggie, Magnesium. That's oh. sort of in the morning. Um, yeah, I've, you see, I've still got the restless legs and the cramping because I'm too scared to take a magnesium supplement after the last experience where, you know, I basically, I basically had a butt cannon and I was just very, um, very uh, in um, – unreliable <laughs> and quite prone to the surprise attack. <laughs> oh, did you shart? Oh, God. Like, yeah. And I'd just be in a supermarket or somewhere and I'd just want to go, oh, go, 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 go. That's My bad. sphincter had muscle, like, just, poor. Oh. was having a party. Yeah, yeah. So I'm nervous about the magnesium supplements. I'm using a spray oh. at the moment on my legs and that seems to help. Yeah. Look, look at, seriously, I'm 47. I sound like, yeah. you know, I don't know. We're going to move on to the reader's like, questions now, Kim. Are we? Yes. Okay. We can do okay. that. Have, Have you got them? I've got them. All right. Christine, I basically hate camping, but <laughs> I found myself Googling buy swag discuss. Because your brain is fried from so much information because your life has changed so much and your behaviours have changed so much. So you're now looking to things that are foreign to you that might start to look appealing. I suggest you don't buy a swag. It is a bad investment. Kim? <laughs> I, um, I, we went camping a couple of times when before the family realignment with the boys and I, I loved it. I loved it. I don't know. I don't. I think buying a swag is a bad idea. Although I understand why, because pretty much only you can fit in a swag. <laughs> How sweaty would a swag be? Uh, yeah, I don't know. We should ask my friend Curly because she's, you know, from the country and she has swags and they used to sleep in swags. I don't. Yeah. I, I, look, who knows? Don't rush in. Is all we're saying, Alison. Yeah. Alison's got one that's very, very common at the moment. Everything shits me, absolutely every fucking thing. Remember when Trump used to rile people up? That's me about everything. Yeah. 
Yeah. Alison, you need to up your evening primrose oil. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know you, you're going to stab me for saying it. You need to um, go, go, go to a girlfriend's house and drink a bottle of wine and then walk, like go for a walk or do something because that is so normal with me too. Like even like today listening to someone chew in the car, I was like, <sighs> and then I was like, it's just it's, it's not unreasonable to expect someone to rustle around in their McDonald's chip bag. It's not unreasonable. Like, this is you having a short fuse. But I totally am on your side, Alison. I totally get you. Yeah. And um, I think Ruth, like, gives her – Ruth talks about uh, um, being crabby. Sark? I don't know who Sark is. In her book, Succulent Wild Women, and that the healthiest thing we can do is just admit it. Yeah. And I remember this being a huge revelation when I would be really in such a filthy mood because of, you know, hormones or whatever and actually just saying to the boys, and I do this now, like I just go, God, I'm in a bad mood today. Yeah. And, just, and it takes the – it's like getting – actually saying it takes so much of the heat out of it. It takes the sting out of it for sure. Yeah. And I said to Felix on – because Tuesday I think I cried about three or four times – and I, Felix came downstairs at, at one point, you know, when he was getting up at, I don't know, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I just went to him, oh, I'm not feeling it today, Felix, yeah. not feeling it. And he goes, oh, that's no good. What's going on? And I said, I don't know, I'm just really emotional, feel like I'm going to burst into tears. I'm just, you know, and Jasper from the lounge goes, have you got your period? <laughs> and, I said, and I said, yeah, I do, and that's definitely a part of it I said but just I feel like all of this at the moment's just really I feel like suddenly I must have reached my tipping point or my and that was me last week that was my downest point it was last week yeah and then I and then um I sort of got up and Felix went do you need a hug and I was like oh what a boy and so I know that it doesn't answer everything because Alison there's still so many things that I will just look at and go oh like for fuck's sake but when it's actually just talking about it rather than raging it out or just trying to shift it down and just going no I can't feel like this I can't be like Weezer out of Steel Magnolias and it's just like you know yeah no it is too it is true and quite often I'll just say to my lot um I'm just like pretend I'm not here for the rest of the day I'm filthy for no reason and yeah. yeah, and you know what else was great on Tuesday was Rob actually said to the boy, like, because the whole, like, what's for dinner, what's, 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 you know, I'm hungry, blah, blah, sort of started up. And then, and Rob just went, you guys are, you know, you guys can, oh, I think we were going to have hamburgers and then I was like, I'm just going to make this because I can't be bothered. And they were just like, and they were like crestfallen. And it was like, well, you can make them. Like, if you still want hamburgers, you can have them. And then Rob was just like, just, you guys just, you know, you guys cook dinner. Your mum's just really had a shitty day and she just, you know, you take over. And they did. Yeah. And they made dinner. Good boys. Okay, Belinda. Okay, this is an interesting one. Lockdown is lifting, but I am, I am immune compromised. My GP says to continue lockdown. It was okay when everyone else was doing it, but now, end of pity party, any other advice or other hot flushes like me, I would be listening to your GP. Yeah, we're the same, Belinda. Like, 
we can't go we can't go crazy because of because of Oscar and Mum. And as Rob said today, he goes, we're either all going to get it, or we just are going to have to accept there's a level of risk. And I think I don't think we're out of that level of risk yet, Belinda, where it's worth taking the risk. Like, no. I think if we lived if you lived in Canberra, maybe because they've just had no new cases for forever, and um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Kirsten asks, and this is one that you and I have both had some experience in, how can you tell if you actually need the anxiety meds or if it's just 2020 and time is the answer, not Lexapro? Okay, so if you go to your doctor, you do a special test, which is really simple, and it just measures your um, moods. Um, and But from that, your doctor will be able to say whether this is something that medication might be able to happen. But it's not that bad. You just go to the doctor and do the, the test. Do you remember doing the test? Yeah, know. and Kirsten, you can even just go onto the website for the Black Dog Institute and it has the little, um, it has, I think it's the, there's 10 questions or there's 10, it's a little checklist and I've used it with some of my boys when I have been in the, in the land of, I don't know if this is depression or because just because you're a teenager. And... Um, Oh, and it's man. really, and it's basically the same sort of test, the same questions they ask, the GP will ask you, but it's a good starting point for yourself in terms of um, just, I guess, just articulating where you're at in your head because sometimes once we sort of go from I'm just really anxious or I'm, I'm really, I'm, my anxiety is terrible, and then if you actually break it down and you can realise, okay, it's, it's actually only being triggered by certain things or it's in a certain way, and I was talking to my shrink on Monday about one of my boys and and how they were sort of talking about their anxiety and what it was, how it was impacting on them. And he said to me, what they're going through is so easily treated through some cognitive behaviour therapy. Like it's it's not, doesn't, you know, it's not a medication space. It's, not, it's actually just about retraining the brain. So um, I think we, and I, and I think it's time... Um, you know, I, I'm really of the firm belief that if, if it's reaching a point where medication is being, being offered or being, being bantered around as a solution, um, one of the things a friend said to me right back when I first went on antidepressants and I had the script for a couple of weeks and I didn't get it because I felt like if I went on antidepressants, then I, it was a, I was a failure, like I'd failed. Mind you, this is like, you know, 20, almost 25 years ago. So I'd like to think that we have generally as a population moved on in our attitudes towards depression. Um, and um, she said, Kim, just look on it as it's treating the chemical while you can deal with the emotional. And I just went, oh, that's such a great, and I've said that to so many people all the way along now, is let the medication deal with the chemical issues so that you then have the bandwidth and the energy to deal with the emotional. But yeah, check out the Black Dog Institute and then, and at the same time, make an appointment to see your GP. Okay, Yale, one of our mouthiest bitches on the Facebook page, <laughs> is turning 52 on Wednesday and she just needs some attention. So, oh, Yale, 52, you don't look a day over 38. <laughs> Jodie's eyebrows are completely white, enough said. <laughs> hey, um, 
Hey, I just want to back up to Asunta's comment about um, Arnott's. Arnott's are doing a um, big recipe release campaign at the moment. Yeah. And I've been writing about it. And they've released recipes for the Monte Carlo, the Scotch Finger, and this week they released them for the Iced Bovo. Um, Julia was very disappointed. Oh, she said the Monte Carlos were yum, but they were nothing like, but they're nothing like the real thing. Um, and then she goes, I think Arnott's is just sending us back to the biscuit aisle to buy the real thing. You think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest marketing campaign yeah. I've ever heard of. Oh, look, and I'm all over it like a rash. I reckon it's just awesome. I've just been giving them the biggest shout shout-outs. And we have a absolute – I have a thing where when brands and stuff approach us and it's just a campaign, it's not actually a new – product or a new you know anything and I'll just go we don't really cover campaigns <laughs> like the honest one I've just every week I've given it a shout I'm terrible such a two-faced cow um now um I want to say something from Nanette no conundrum to share but a huge thank you for the sanity and laughs from two amazing girls that get it thank you well thank you Nanette oh and Donna <laughs> thanks thank Nanette you for sharing your warmth and perseverance what happens to Kim Sands' oven? Will it end? <laughs> I think it's really exciting that she's got that all sorted. So Donna, uh, Rob is like, I think you're going to have to set yourself a challenge of what you can actually bake on a Weber Q barbecue. And I have already tried to bake biscuits on it because <laughs> such is my desperation. Um, and I need to work out because I had them just on the biscuit tray and I had only the outer ring of the barbecue on, but the bottoms still scorched a little bit. I probably could have pulled them off. It's probably actually my fault. They probably actually were fine. But, yeah, so I shall uh, be reporting during the week as to how that goes um, because I, I am actually bereft and I think it's like I don't want to liken it to, you know, just quitting smoking or, you know, quitting drinking. But it's – I'm I'm kind of like, well, what do I do? Like I normally get up and I do my whole green, you know, green juice routine and I get something in the oven and then I, you know, hang out some wash and get to work. And it's like I've just – I'm like, oh, I'll just make – and I'll go, oh, I can't. And then I just go, I'll just pop in the – oh, I can't. Like, and it's just like, it hasn't been – it's not – it's so – it's so privileged, but it's like, fuck, like, this is really a huge part of who I am. Okay, well, I was going to re read Kay's one next, but okay. I will. I will. I've been hospitalised twice in the last three weeks, first for a ma uh, first for a week for major abdominal surgery and then another two days due to complications. Now I've lost work, hours at work, and my future rostered hours are being permanently uh, reduced, and my anxiety is how am I going to survive financially? Through the roof as I'm single, I need to be able to pay rent, bills, etc. How do middle-aged single women survive with part-time work and no savings? Oh. Kay, I am so sorry. This is your current reality. That is so fucked. Reality of a lot of people, Kay. I think you really need to to um, get yourself so organised in the sense of like get in touch with your local MP and ask to go and have a meeting with them um, and get some really clear information on Centrelink. 
um, and make sure that you're, you've applied for any eligible supplement that you can. It's terrible and I can't imagine that plus operations and I'm just feeling so sorry for you. And, look, <laughs> abdominal surgery takes so long to recover from and the stress that's now on top of you on top of that is is going, you know, has the potential to just, you know, really do make that recovery longer and harder. So the very first thing you need to do is ensure that you're looking after your health. And I think what Woods is saying is an excellent idea. And people always go, as if I'm going to go and see my MP, I'm telling you now, we have lent on for support from our local MP um, on a number of occasions with Oscar. And the staff in their office have been remarkable. And I think that we do lose sight when we only sort of see what's happening at a, you know, at a big picture level without, through the media, that a lot of the, a lot of the work that these, you know, our representatives do is at that level. Um, And Centrelink, the whole Centrelink process can be incredibly daunting. You might be able to access some relief, like even just, um, sometimes you can get like a disability support, but not like it's just because you actually have had major surgery. Um, so it really is worth enduring the, you know, God, the phone system with that. Um, but the next thing which is really important is to be really honest with yourself and do a budget and know how every single dollar that is coming in and then look at every single dollar going out. And how, to, how you might be able to cut down on your expenses if you're ringing around companies at the moment. They're being very empathetic to people in your situation as well. Yeah. And I think you have to be really honest with yourself with that. And and then I think for me one of the big things when I had to really, um, you know, when I was in that space where it was like we might not have money to buy food this week um, is when you're really honest about that, you then and you actually start to make it work, you realise you have to just shift your mindset from it being about um, denial and um, what you're going without and focus on I've got food on my table or I have a roof over my head. Um, you, you, you have to just shift that mindset as well, which sounds the only reason I'm saying that is because I've actually been there. I can't stand it when people who are squillionaire, you know, inspirational, you know, speakers sort of go, just, you know, turn your brain around and like just think of all the things you like to have. And it's like you can fuck right off because I don't think you've had a day of struggle in your life. But I know what it is when you actually go, we can't go to that family gathering because there's no petrol in the car and I can't afford it. Um so just be brutally honest with that budgeting and then and then look at okay how am i how am i going to do this gosh that's scary isn't it yeah okay. um i'm gonna to have to wrap it up because i've got someone coming over for hamburgers but i wanted to just to, to mention this kathy wrote in and said i will preface this with this, it will not stop me listening or being part of the group, but last week's podcast felt very down and miserable. It was hard to listen, sent with love. 
And I wrote back, I said, no, like, you get, give us your feedback, that's fine. But I think the thing is that we are trying our very best. Yeah. The, we normally sit next to each other, we'll have a glass of wine, we've got notes written down and we'll, we'll sort of do notes and sign to, language to each other, we'll have a break, we'll refresh, and we haven't been able to do that. So thank you very much for sticking with us in these trying times. And, um, you know, we know that that you've got time to listen to us because you're listening and we welcome some yeah. more people into the group. But if we are down, we are down, you yeah. know. And I think we can all, and I think we can all accept that, um, you know, these are, these are trying times. <laughs> These are unusual, unexpected times. But interestingly enough, you know, I had the shittiest week this week, but I was like, at the same time, I was like, you can just fucking get in the bin. Like, (laughs) I was just not like, and so I I think, um, and I think, you know, this group really keeps me going and I think it keeps Luigi going as well, that we all know that, that there is such a depth and breadth in this group of, of people and where they're at in their life and the experiences that they're having and um we are never going to be an overly produced podcast with rules <laughs> and and people coming in it's just not us it's not us and um and yeah as Woogsy said we're going to have we're going to have good weeks and then we're going to have subpar weeks and we're so thrilled that you guys will ride those waves with us and listen to one and go well they were off their game this week weren't they <laughs> <laughs> for us to be able to come back the next and, and win you over all over again. <laughs> anyway, I've got to go because I have um, a guest coming over. My uh, sister-in-law, uh, Miss Woog, is coming over for dinner. We're having hamburgers. Uh-huh. So that'll be to have some human interaction. Oh, and I'm lovely. going to Caro's house for lunch on Friday. What are you looking forward to, Kim? Um, I'm looking forward to our fire pit arriving and seeing my boys truly engaged with their pyromanic selves. And, uh, oh, my God, I'm getting my hair cut on Thursday evening. Uh-huh. <gasps> that is what I'm looking forward to. Okay, well, we've got lots of things to look forward to. And you stay safe out there. And as we like to, care, so, as we like to say, <laughs> just keep plucking.